Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances. But most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive Producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, We are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. A revelation about the amount of trafficking going on in the world. So I have not seen it. I don't think I will see it. I'll tell you why, because I've already seen it in my mind. If you've heard enough people talk about it, if you know enough people who know about it, who've experienced it, uh, you've heard testimonies for many years now, I don't think I want to see it, actually. I just want to be active in bringing a light of truth to the subject or uh, revealing how we can resolve it and get rid of it. Let's get rid of this uh, trafficking uh, activity. That's no easy task. That's why we need the spirit of truth and the power of the almighty creator of heaven. So tonight we're going to talk about freedom from past and current slavery of alcohol and sex, sex addiction, sex addiction, because on Friday, if you miss my show, you can go back in uh, to the archives of the Female Solution 
uh, where I talked about conscious drinking of alcohol. Conscious drinking of alcohol. Yes, it is definitely something we can all do. And what it means basically is limiting your choices of alcoholic beverages because this has been a problem in, in the uh, Native American community, in families all over the country, if not the world. And this problem of alcohol addiction is actually one of slavery, current slavery. And that's why we're talking about past and current slavery it's with alcohol and the trafficking because slavery is an old, 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 old practice. And many people are very uh, ill-informed or ignorant about the topic of slavery. And what we need to do is come out of the victim mode of this and realize the spiritual battle that we've been in for some time regarding slavery. So I have a couple of audios I want to share with you about slavery to start with, because I always like to bring definitions to get a, a foundation, basic understanding of what we're talking about. So tonight we're going to listen to uh, uh, some explanations about slavery. First from Thomas Sowell. Tom, Thomas Sowell is a very brilliant educator, and he has a video. I don't think it's his voice, but it's from his YouTube channel. He has a video about slavery that I think we all need to hear and I think it's titled Facts About Slavery uh, Never Mentioned. So we want to start out defining slavery. Because how do we know what freedom looks like if we don't have an idea of what slavery actually is? Because this whole traffic thing is about slavery of the mind, slavery of the mind, the people who are perpetrating it, participating in it, making money off of it. They are enslaved in their minds, and they're going against the will of the creator, the love of the creator. And this show, Soul Purpose Healing, is all about bringing all of us back into alignment with the creator's love, compassion, and wisdom. And the slavery of sexual trafficking, child trafficking, is so out of alignment that we want to bring our thoughts first back into alignment. Uh, about freedom and what exactly, how, how did we get so far away from this love, compassion, and wisdom? Well, this, these facts about slavery can help us understand and understand why we are so far and how we got so far from the love and compassion of our Creator. So listen, take notes, and then let's come back. If you have a question or comment, press 1 in the studio, and I am on Facebook Live on Soul Purpose Healing and on my private page, Vieta or Viata. So here we go. Thomas Soul is going to educate us about facts, about slavery you didn't know about. Okay, I think it's coming on. We shall see. The instrumental use of the history of slavery today also underlies the claim that slavery grew out of racism. 
for most of its long history, which includes most of the history of the human race, slavery was largely not the enslavement of racially different people, for the simple reason that only in recent centuries has either the technology or the wealth existed to go to another continent to get slaves and transport them en masse across an ocean. People were enslaved because they were vulnerable, not because of how they looked. The peoples of the Balkans were enslaved by fellow Europeans, as well as by the peoples of the Middle East, for at least six centuries before the first African was brought to the Western Hemisphere. Before the modern era, by and large, Europeans enslaved other Europeans, Asians enslaved other Asians, Africans enslaved other Africans, and the indigenous peoples of the Western Hemisphere enslaved other indigenous peoples of the Western Hemisphere. Slavery was not based on race, much less on theories about race. Only relatively late in history did enslavement across racial lines occur on such a scale as to promote an ideology of racism that outlasted the institution of slavery itself. Wherever a separate people were enslaved, they were disdained or despised, whether they were different by country, religion, caste, race, or tribe. In East Africa, the Maasai were feared slave raiders and other African tribes, either alone or in conjunction with Arabs, enslaved their more vulnerable neighbors. As late as 1891, it was reported that Manuema slavers had demoralized surrounding tribes, destroying crops, and famine reigned everywhere. Even in the early 20th century, Abyssinians were still raiding other Africans and carrying off slaves. It was 1922 before the British had gained sufficient control in Tanganyika to stamp out slavery there. Arabs were the leading slave raiders in East Africa, ranging over an area larger than all of Europe. The total number of slaves exported from East Africa during the 19th century has been estimated to be at least 2 million. The form in which the story of slavery has reached most people today has been along the lines of the best-selling book and widely watched television miniseries, Roots, by Alex Haley. Challenged on the historical accuracy of Roots, Haley said, I tried to give my people a myth to live by. This instrumental use of history, or purported history, is open to the same objections as other instrumental myth-making. Despite the impression created by Roots, during the era of the massive slave trade from West Africa, a white man was more likely to catch malaria in Africa than to catch slaves himself. The average life expectancy of a white man in the interior of sub-Saharan Africa at that time was less than one year. By and large, men from Europe or the Western Hemisphere came to the coasts of Africa, bought their slaves, and left as soon as possible. Even so, the death rates among the white crews of the ships carrying slaves to the Western Hemisphere were as high as the death rates among the slaves themselves. It was only much later, after quinine and other medical measures enabled Europeans to survive where there were tropical diseases, was it possible for them to invade Africa in force and establish empires there. But by then, the Atlantic slave trade had already been ended. During the era of that trade, Africa was largely ruled by Africans, who established the conditions under which slave sales took place. The crew of a slave ship was in no position to defy African rulers and their armies by going out across the land and capturing people willy-nilly. The stronger African peoples captured and enslaved the weaker peoples. 
the same pattern found over the centuries in Europe, Asia, the Western Hemisphere, and Polynesia. In Yasa land, the Ngoni and Yao swaggered over and terrorized other tribes. In Uganda, the Baganda made life miserable for their neighbors, and the Nioro and Hima of Anko enslaved Toro women and children. The Tutsi dominated the Hutu in Rwanda, the Maasai lorded it over the Kikuyu and Kamba, and the latter, in turn, held the Indorobo in a kind of serfdom. It was precisely the fact that Europeans, except for the Portuguese, seldom participated in the raids that captured and enslaved Africans that enabled most people in Europe and the Americas to remain oblivious to the traumatic experience that this was, with some Africans committing suicide to avoid capture and wives being whipped as they tried to cling to their husbands or children. Historian David Brian Davis pointed out that Europeans had little contact with the actual process of enslavement and that, as late as 1721, the Royal African Company asked its agents to investigate the modes of enslavement in the interior. Europeans typically saw only the end results, enslaved people being offered for sale on the coast. It was much the same story in the Ottoman Empire, where those who bought slaves had no idea what these slaves had been through before. The unique position of the Western world in the history and especially the destruction of slavery, need not imply that there was unanimity within the West on this institution. In addition to whites who defended the enslavement of Africans on racial grounds, or who opposed general emancipation on social grounds, there were many whites, and even blacks, who defended slavery as a matter of self-interest as slave owners. Although most black owners of slaves in the United States were only nominal owners of members of their own families, there were thousands of other blacks in the antebellum South who were commercial slave owners, just like their white counterparts. An estimated one-third of the free persons of color in New Orleans were slave owners, and thousands of these slave owners volunteered to fight for the Confederacy during the Civil War. Black slave owners were even more common in the Caribbean. In short, there were many defenders of slavery in the West, even in the 19th century. And outside the West, slavery was too widely accepted to require defense. No other nation ended slavery in the same way as the United States did, and few ended it after so short a struggle, as history is measured. How and why did slavery end in most of the world? There were two major processes. Over the centuries, as more and more territories around the world consolidated into nation-states with their own armies and navies, raiding those territories to capture and enslave the people who lived within them became more hazardous in itself and also risked military retaliation against the countries from which the raiders came. Thus, more and more peoples became off-limits to slave raiders over time. Put differently, the areas which remained subject to slave raiding over the centuries were primarily those where the people lived in smaller or weaker societies. Such societies continued to exist where it was difficult, for geographic or other reasons, to consolidate large areas under one government. This was true of the Balkans, the backwaters of Asia, and much of sub-Saharan Africa. By the early modern era, sub-Saharan Africa, with its numerous and severe geographic handicaps, was one of the last remaining areas from which vast numbers of people could be enslaved. So, we're starting out tonight 
with a strong understanding and foundation about slavery. Why? Because the sound of freedom needs to be compared to the sound of slavery or captivity. And we've had so much uh, conversation, debates about slavery, and we've been in a state of victimhood for a while now because so many of us have had misinformation, misunderstanding about what slavery really is. So it's easy to uh, talk about a movie called The Sound of Freedom where the victims are children and it's being presented as the who the villains are, the people, the men and the adults. Let's just say the villains are the adults who are continuing to seek after children or even adults for sex trafficking. But now, as we look into the past and the current slavery, we begin to realize it's a mental slavery first and foremost. So we're going to take a look at another perspective on uh, slavery by uh, Candace Owens. Candace Owens is a platform blog talker, uh, platform speaker, and an, an educator, debater. She has many roles, and most of you know her as a conservative black woman. And she came under a lot of controversy lately because she presented another perspective on the history of slavery. And very a lot of people, a few people maybe, were upset about that because what she does is brings us out of the victim mind. And uh, we, uh, victimhood is profitable and it's, there are reasons that people like to stay in victimhood. So I want to play her uh, summary. I want to play her summary about um, her summary about slavery because she brings she brings a very um, Around a, a very a balanced, I think, presentation on what slavery is. And uh, so many people are not happy about it, but I think it's fair and presented well. So let's play Candace Owens, a short, she gives a short, quick history of slavery that can help us, number one, come out of victim mind. And Realize how complex the whole subject is. Slavery is a very complex issue. It's not simple. But when you hear this short history, hopefully we can go forward and talk about freedom in a much more uh, enlightened perspective. So here we go, Candace Owens and a short history of slavery. And now for a brief history of slavery. Here's the first thing you need to know. Slavery was not invented by white people. It did not start in 1619 when the first slaves came to Jamestown. It existed before then. It did not start in 1492 when Columbus discovered the New World. In fact, when the intrepid explorer landed in the Bahamas, 
the native Taino tribe hoped that he would help them defeat their aggressive neighbors, the Caribs. The Caribs enslaved the Taino and, on occasion, served them for dinner. Slavery existed in Africa, Asia, and the Middle East. The word slave actually comes from the Slavs of Eastern Europe. Millions of them, all white, by the way, were captured and enslaved by Muslims in the 9th century and later by the Ottoman Turks. Slavery existed when the Roman Empire controlled the Mediterranean and most of Europe from the 1st through the 5th centuries. Slavery existed when Alexander the Great conquered Persia in the 4th century B.C. It was so common that Aristotle simply considered it natural. The slave master model was just how the world operated in the great philosopher's day. Slavery existed during the time of the ancient Egyptians 5,000 years ago. As far back as we can go in human history, we find slavery. As renowned historian John Steele Gordon notes from Time Immemorial, slaves were a major item of commerce. As much as a third of the population of the ancient world was enslaved. Here's the second thing you need to know. White people were the first to formally put an end to slavery. In 1833, Britain was the first country in the history of the world to pass a slavery abolition act. They were quickly followed by France, who in 1848 abolished slavery in her many colonies. Then, of course, came the 13th Amendment in the United States Constitution. After centuries of human slavery, white men led the world in putting an end to the abhorrent practice. That includes the 300,000 Union soldiers, overwhelmingly white, who died during the Civil War. Now, am I saying that this makes white people better than anyone else? Of course not. My purpose here is to simply tell the truth, and the truth is that human history is complicated. No one, regardless of skin color, stands guiltless. Yet today we are never told to consider the murderous Persian Empire or the cannibalism of indigenous tribes of North and South America or the heinous actions under the imperialistic Muslim, Chinese, Mongol, or Japanese empires, to name just a few. We're told that slavery is a white phenomenon. And like all persistent lies, this lie spawns a bunch of other lies. On social media, I come across extraordinary depictions about how Africans lived like pharaohs before Europeans came and laid waste to their paradise. I wish any of this were true, but it's not. It's a fantasy. The truth is that Africans were sold into slavery by other black Africans, and in many cases, sold for items as trivial as gin and mirrors. Whites didn't go into the interior and round up the natives. They waited on the coast for their black partners to bring them black bodies. The stark reality is that our lives had very little value to our ancestors. Here's the third thing you need to know. If you think slavery is a relic of the past, you're wrong. There are some 700,000 slaves in Africa today, right now. That's the lowest estimate that I could find. Other sources say there are many more. For context, that's almost twice as many slaves as were ever brought to the United States. Child soldiers, human trafficking, forced labor, these are the conditions that currently exist within the same sub-Saharan region where the transatlantic slave trade originated. African bodies are being sold today like they were sold then, and no, 
They are not being purchased by any country of white men. In fact, slavery, by any traditional definition, is exclusively practiced today within non-white countries. But we hear almost nothing about that. Just like we hear nothing about how slavery was universal until good people in Europe and America ended it two centuries ago. Why? Because our so-called leaders, black and white, wouldn't profit from it. Black victimhood is nothing if not profitable. It elects politicians and funds racial grievance groups. And if black Americans began to view themselves as partners in the American dream, if we embraced the patriotic spirit that holds all men are created equal, the patriotic spirit that is our real heritage, then the race hustlers would soon be out of business. And who wants that? I'm Candace Owens, author of Blackout for Prager University. Thank you for watching this video. To keep PragerU videos free, please consider making a tax-deductible donation. So there you have two perspectives on the history of slavery. And especially in that last one, it connects the trading of alcohol for human life, for human uh, bodies, for to perform work as slaves. So there is definitely a connection between alcohol, slavery, and then sex trafficking comes in. Uh, in our next um, section, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the, the trafficking that's going on. And the reason the Sound of Freedom movie is so popular is because so many people were maybe unaware of the extent of this trafficking. So we're our executive producer, Naima um, Latif, is in the studio, and she's going to play our commercials. But we'll be right back. Stick and stay. Don't stray. And we'll be back with more enlightening information and hopefully conversation from you about this freedom we're talking about from past and current slavery. So Naima Latif, your mic is open. Uh, What happens when a group of people are kidnapped from their homes, smuggled away in chains, and held captive in a foreign land where they are tortured, raped, and forced to perform hard labor by the lash of a whip and under the constant threat of death? Slavery, the African-American psychic trauma. What happened to the doctors, writers, scientists, builders, educators, and spiritual leaders from Africa's golden age. Who did they really capture and sell into slavery? Are all African Americans suffering from psychic trauma because of a conspiracy to hide their true identities? Do you have psychic trauma? Take the test on page 22 of the book and see. Order it online today at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com and get your personally autographed copy of the book, Slavery, the African-American Psychic Trauma. Are you constantly arguing with your spouse? Are your children misbehaving and acting out? Is someone in your family abusing drugs? Have you been the victim of domestic violence? Are you grieving over the loss of a loved one? Let us help you restore serenity to your life. At Serenity Family Social Services, we understand that good mental health is a result of emotional well-being. Our goal is to assist you and your family in removing emotional distress and restoring harmony and balance to your lives. 
We offer individual, couples, and family counseling. I'm Howard Williams, CEO of Serenity Family Social Services. Call us today at 312-315-4820. That's 312-315-4820. Beata, your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com, where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com, and I'm Viato. And we're doing a part two from Friday's show about conscious alcohol drinking. Uh, And here's another sound of freedom for you, the shofar. For those of you who may not be familiar with the shofar, it's a an instrument uh, spoken about frequently in the Bible and used as a call to worship, a call to gathering, a call to freedom. It's a sound believed to be from the heavenly realms, and it's the ram's horn, usually shaped from a ram. And it represents in, in many of the minds of uh, Hebrew Israelites, uh, a call to righteousness, a call 
to truth, a call, discipline. So in, in the last um, in the last audio, one of y'all says military retaliation was the act that stopped slavery. When countries became stronger and they developed a strong military, then uh, they found that there were no attempts to come and uh, take their citizens as slavery as slaves. So what is missing in the sound of freedom? If you, by the way, yes, for those of you who are joining me, if you have uh, seen the movie The Sound of Freedom, we'd love to hear from you. I have not seen it. I've only seen trailers, and I've listened to many conversations and debates about the, the movie. It moves people to tears to see the reality of what is going on in our societies. Uh, taking people, women, men, uh, and uh, using them as sex toys or trafficking them, selling them for the pleasure or crazy uh, uh, desires of other people, other humans. And so the sound of freedom is one where we begin to uh, use spiritual military action. And I mean, because we're in a spiritual warfare. This is a spiritual war what's going on. Even when we when it comes to the alcohol abuse and the alcohol the alcohol consumption. On Friday we talked about conscious alcohol being that of realizing that red wine can be very beneficial, it can be helpful to your microbiome and red wine can uh, actually bring uh, increase the levels of estrogen in the body. But why are so many people uh, indulging in these different types of alcoholic beverages? Well, the reason most of the time is they're using it as a drug or for medicine to treat their discomfort in their body and comfort their body from all the stresses, the traumas that they have not healed. So, of course, one of the solutions is consciousness. And some of many people don't even realize what alcohol does to the brain. And I believe that many of the people participating in the sex trafficking are actually uh, probably drug addicts or alcoholics because they're numbing the reality of what they're doing. So here's a little bit of what alcohol actually does to the brain to help us understand. Alcohol, or more specifically ethanol, affects brain functions in several ways. Alcohol is generally known as a depressant of the central nervous system. It inhibits brain activities, causing a range of physiological effects such as impaired body movements and slurred speech. The pleasurable feeling associated with drinking, on the other hand, is linked to alcohol-induced dopamine release in the brain's reward pathway. Alcohol also increases levels of brain serotonin, a neurotransmitter implicated in mood regulation. The brain is a complex network of billions of neurons. Neurons can be excitatory or inhibitory. Excitatory neurons stimulate others to respond and transmit electrical messages, while inhibitory neurons suppress responsiveness, preventing excessive firing. Responsiveness or excitability of a neuron is determined by the value of electrical voltage across its membrane. Basically, a neuron is more responsive when it has more positive charges inside and is less responsive when it becomes more negative. 
A balance between excitation and inhibition is essential for normal brain functions. Short-term alcohol consumption disrupts this balance, increasing inhibitory and decreasing excitatory functions. Specifically, alcohol inhibits responsiveness of neurons via its interaction with the GABA system. GABA is a major inhibitory neurotransmitter. Upon binding, it triggers GABA receptors, ligand-gated chloride channels, to open and allow chloride ions to flow into the neuron, making it more negative and less likely to respond to new stimuli. Alcohol is known to potentiate GABA receptors, keeping the channels open for a longer time and thus exaggerating this inhibitory effect. GABA receptors are also the target of certain anesthetic drugs. This explains the sedative effect of alcohol. At the same time, alcohol also inhibits the glutamate system, a major excitatory circuit of the brain. Glutamate receptors, another type of ion channel, upon bonding by glutamate, open to allow positively charged ions into the cell, making it more positive and more likely to generate electrical signals. Alcohol binding reduces channel permeability, lowering cation influx, thereby inhibiting neuron responsiveness. GABA activation and glutamate inhibition together bring down brain activities. Depending on the concentration of ethanol in the blood, alcohol's depressant effect can range from slight drowsiness to blackout or even respiratory failure and death. Chronic or long-term consumption of alcohol, however, produces an opposite effect on the brain. This is because sustained inhibition caused by prolonged alcohol exposure eventually activates the brain adaptation response. In attempts to restore the equilibrium, the brain decreases GABA inhibitory and increases glutamate excitatory functions to compensate for the alcohol's effect. As the balance tilts towards excitation, more and more alcohol is needed to achieve the same inhibitory effect. This leads to overdrinking and eventually addiction. If alcohol consumption is abruptly reduced or discontinued at this point, an ill feeling known as withdrawal syndrome may follow. This is because the brain is now hyper-excitable if not balanced by the inhibitory effect of alcohol. Alcohol withdrawal syndrome is characterized by tremors, seizures, hallucinations, agitation, and confusion. Excess calcium produced by overactive glutamate receptors during withdrawal is toxic and may cause brain damage. Withdrawal-related anxiety also contributes to alcohol-seeking behavior and continued alcohol abuse. Thank you for watching. Please feel free to suggest a topic. Uh, we have a caller, and I'm going to open up the mic to 706-749. And these audios I'm playing are, are intended to bring you to a level of understanding and understanding about the connection with alcohol, slavery, and even trafficking. You can be sure that the people involved in sex trafficking, as the Sound of Freedom movie uh, displays or illustrates, are either addicted to alcohol or some other drugs. Because as you heard, what alcohol does to the brain is to numb and suppress any normal feelings of sanity. So let me go to the phones. I'd love to hear from you what your thoughts are on freedom. If you've seen the Sound of Freedom movie, I'd love to hear what you thought about it. 
and uh, what's your thoughts are on alcohol or even trafficking? Uh, 706-749, your mic is open. Welcome to Soul Purpose Healing. Good evening, Sister Liada. This is Brother Kwame. How are you? I'm doing really well. Your number changed. You have a new phone? No, it's my landline. I'm using that. Uh, okay. Well, we're glad to hear your voice. How are you doing? I'm very grateful, and thanks for asking. You know, excellent topic that you, you've chosen, <laughs> alcohol, uh, slavery, and sex trafficking. You know, it seems to go. <laughs> yeah. So the part that, you know, it's really funny because alcohol, slavery, and sex trafficking, A-S-S-S. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Leave it to you to put that word together. <laughs> ass. Okay. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. It, to be an ass. But the part of it is, is I can speak to alcohol and being a recovering alcoholic and addict and you know, all three in its own way is sort of the loss of self-will. A slave is a person that's lost its will, and he submits his will to someone else. A sex addict or a sex trafficking is the will of that woman or that male. Is Their will has been taken, and their body is being violated. And so what you're looking at is all three of those things in which you you're speaking to is the the absence of self will because an alcoholic even though a functioning alcoholic and I know because I was an alcoholic and an addict and so knowing that that whole part that she described was even more so it didn't entail that the part that we learn in AA it takes 2 to 5 years for your brain to clear up and then once yeah. your brain begins to clear up and gets begins the neural nets begin to rewire and, and get on a, a certain pathway if there's no too much damage hasn't been done, the part of it is is that you go to face that part of childhood traumas and those things that that got you to use alcohol. Because when you mm. take all the color and everything out of it, you just have ether. It's just like anesthesia because that's why people go into blackout. That's why people have car accidents and don't feel that their arm is laying in the seat and they don't even know it's gone. So right. look at that part of that part of it. But I've been doing research and I'm working on a project called Pick and Click. And it's really Pick and Click is to say is that we picked cotton during slavery, and we did all the things to create this industrial age, and we called, you know, to go from picking cotton to making the threads to create the textiles. Now we're emancipated, and then really what slavery was never really ended because it was just the ownership was transferred to the 13th Amendment, which says neither slavery nor indentured servitude except you're duly convicted of a crime. That meant that when the person that makes the law says 
as as Biden signed and Bill Clinton put together the crime bill, that meant that anything that was was you were convicted of a crime, you automatically went back to slavery or indentured servant. So that shows that that never ended. Sex has been a and and it's been from the beginning of of man and woman's creation. That's part of of a spiritual energy exchange. But what happened with it? as we saw with Lilith, and what she got kicked out and she was supposed to be the succubus or the one who seduces the male in dream time and that part. So what we're looking at is, you know, ways in which we have lost freedom of our will and how do we get our will back, and that's that's coming back to nature that's coming back into alignment with our creator, that's coming back in line with divine intelligence because they're now pushing this artificial intelligence. They're pushing all of these, these parts of what is sexual and what is not sexual. And so there is a challenge right now on this planet to eliminate through genocidal processes of elimination of people by not allowing us to have the ability to create in the way in which creator created man and a woman to create in. All of these other obstacles have been put in and all of these other things have been allowed to be made into law and be made to be what a society on this turtle island, because a lot of places now, I was just watching in Africa, they're not taking it, and they're they're banding it and saying we're not accepting this, and you're not pushing this in our country. This is our country. We have a will. We have a culture, and this is the way we've been, and we're not accepting you coming in and saying what you feel we should be doing for the people that were born here and live in this land. This is the challenge for AI and DI, because DI will succeed because we have a worldwide web and they have a worldwide web, we have a worldwide web. But what's really getting to be a thing is is that in that picking and clicking, if you look at it, you see the, the correlation of a continuation of slavery because every time we click, those phones, we click that, that laptop, that iPad, anything that we click with technology is just as the same thing that we pick that, that bread of cotton because it produces income for those people that are in control of that source. We're producing every time, every like, every friend, every time you click, you click and you pay that system to keep you in that captivity. Absolutely. Uh, there is so, uh, and, and all that, and what you say about being out in nature as uh, the real uh, solution um, is what people are, seem to be missing. And um, even, but you know, this movie, The Sound of Freedom, have you, have you seen it by any chance? No, I, I just looked it up and, and saw what it is because I've kind of just got back to, to Georgia the first part of this month. 
and really settling in. So I've been kind of working on this project, but I haven't had, you know, a chance to, to look into a lot of what I research. Well, there's a there's a, a guy who's a, a off-grid, his name is Doug. He put out a video on why he can't support this movie because what he brings out is there the people who, some of the people who are funding this movie, The Sound of Freedom, are actually affiliated with the Clintons. And some of the other people who are just well-known trafficking, participating in the trafficking. Do you have any thoughts, uh, Kwame, about why, what's the underlying motive for putting this movie out in a way that profits the traffickers? What, what we're seeing is, is it's like you're talking about slavery. And this trafficking yeah. is a form of sex slavery. It's 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 the process in which this is a new institution of slavery because when they turned around and freed us, they when when at first slavery was what eighteen oh eight they stopped it and became what breeding. They had to breed. No longer that they after slavery was over, they all of a sudden wanted to create Planned Parenthood and and sterilizing all the women. So now you're looking at how do we get the damage these children like to do with the missionary schools, the things that they did when they raped and, and did young girls on, on slavery and even in the South after slavery. The thing that you're doing is you destroy that spirit of that girl before she becomes and grows into a woman. You you create what Gabor Monte says, environment and trauma creates the attic environment and trauma and what he talks about because you've listened to him when he talks about most of the heroin addicts and the young girls that that are on opioids and that is because they have to have something that that make to suppress that feeling of the damage that was done to their bodies when they were violated and even with the young men and this is the part of young men being violated, and especially coming out of the prison systems and going into the prison systems, that violation of, of saying that that man that's been in there 30 or 40 years, he is not looking at looking at no more porn books, and he's not looking at any more trying to get to a woman. He's looking at that young boy as the most sexual thing that he can feel. So you're looking at a system that has been created and perverted away from the natural order. And the part of it is, is that it's these certain society, like you said, the Clintons, you're looking at all of these higher-ups that are doing what they're doing in, in these sex trafficking businesses and doing all of this perversion with children. But you're looking at the people in the lower parts of it is looking at they have their damaging they've done, but when you go into other countries, do you know in most of African countries, if you were to mess with a child, you were killed? Really? That's the bottom yeah. line. They said you, you do not belong on the planet. When you touch yeah. a child and violate a child, you are to be eliminated. You are not to be given the continuation of your life. 
Yeah, so it's like uh, we can definitely look to uh, Africa for more wisdom on things like this and uh, bringing a strong society. Even with the LGBTQ, uh, Africa is standing strong these days and saying, no, we're not going to tolerate that. No, we're not going to produce or make it easy for people to live in that lifestyle. So, yeah, a strong society is the solution to the trafficking, slavery, and more. And what what you what we had is an indigenous teachings here and indigenous teachings there. Two spirited people, people that are born like homothodites and people that are born that have the veil that have their foot in both worlds, they are considered as being closer to the creator than us as as being single spirited people. And this is why they were given the charge of being the medicine person or being the herbalist or being, you know, those ones that people came to to get spiritual guidance. Those were the ones that were put in those positions, not to be put in a, in a, a bent over position or, or, or a mouth open position. That, that wasn't right. the, the gist of what they're supposed to have been for. And so this is the way that the culture has been in in a sense infected because we've taken on a culture that was not our own. The indigenous people were were, were killed and put into to, to prisons and, and annihilated for practicing their culture. We were stripped of our culture when we were captives and brought here and we were implemented with people that came out of the prisons and the, the, the people that were the lesser in the society in Europe were brought here. So we were with the criminals and the, the perverted and the diverted people were sent into this country. There wasn't the, uh, the, the royalty and the families, which that was the even sicker families. So we got right. to look at what are we copying from. Absolutely. Well, let me bring uh, Mama AZ has uh, pressed her one and her hand raised. Mama AZ, your mic is open. How are you this evening? I'm grateful to be on this side of the dirt, uh, Dr. V, and greetings, Brother Kwame, and thank you for your input. Uh, I sent you and Dr. Latif, Dr. V, a picture of the little brother that I was acquainted with briefly. He drove himself into a truck and crossed over. Blew my lights out in my room. I didn't know what was going on until Sister Lisa, that was on your show, Brother Kwame, you know who Sister Lisa is. She came from Missouri, brought me a stone, me to Miracle Valley. And that two days later, after that little brother drove himself into the truck, she took me there, and that's when I found out that it was him that blew the lights out. Well, I asked him, why is he coming to me? And he told me point blank because his parents had control at that time of Miracle Valley, that temple there. He says many people are involved in the drugs and the trafficking. 
And I said to him, I said, well, what, what, what do you want me to do about it? He says, you have the balls to say something about the human trafficking. This is deep. This is really deep, family. And it has a connection with Chicago. I'm, I'm saying this today. I've been saying it all along. And then when I had the bounty to go and get some stones that called me, uh, 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 Mark is a young man's name, Mark Bentoncourt. He said to me, and the stones said to me, you come out there and you get these stones. You get the stones. They need to leave because they got other places to go and do whatever is necessary. Brother Kwame can tell you about the stones or the grandfather sitting people. But what what I'm getting at, you were on the phone. uh, Sister Audrey was on the phone listening to whatever you could listen to. Sister Audrey stayed on the phone until I was escorted off that land. The guy came up the next door uh, across the fence from Miracle Valley Cemetery, the resting spot, I call it, where I spent 14 days in a tent family on a vision quest. You all know about that a couple years ago. Well, what I'm saying is when Mark Bentoncourt drove himself into a truck and crossed himself over, meaning he killed himself, I took the stones from different locations. Some of those stones came from Wounded Knee, South Dakota, where they massacred 300 and and uh, uh, 300 women and children. Read about it, Wounded Knee. Long story short, a couple of those stones were removed from around Mark Bentoncourt's resting spot and placed under that tree. I was under the the assumption, this was about a week ago, I was under the assumption that that piece of land belonged to the cemetery or the resting spot. It wasn't. So the man, the Caucasian man, gets on his truck or tractor, and he rushes over there and, and, and says, what are you doing? I says, I'm getting these stones that I placed around the grave. These stones come from everywhere, and I am coming to get my stones. And he said to me, before I called you up and Sister Audrey, he says, you get, you, 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 I'll blow your MF and head off if you don't get off of my land. And those stones, I don't care who brought them here, they belong to me. And I said, okay. He says, I'm going to call the sheriff. And I said, you do just that. And I prayed. I said, Stones, you're going, you call me. Mark called me out here. I'm going to get these stones. So the only ones that I had left were the ones that was in the circle, in a little bitty circle that came from his resting spot. But I said all of that family to say this. The man thought I was eye spying on him to rob him. Here I am on a doggone walker. Can't hardly move, and he's saying, you come to I-Spy, and you're spying, and you're taking pictures, and you're doing this, and you're doing that, and you're helping the illegal aliens, and da-da-da-da-da-da. And then it was something else that he said to me. I will not repeat. It has to do with drugs and trafficking. 
and I yes, I'm seeing it. And that he's Mark Bentoncourt is not the only one that has been communicating with me. I have been saying this family, the female solution and soul purpose healing. Pastor Thomas, I sent you the video. She too has been communicating with me from the other side. Okay. It was her okay. son. Okay that was blown up in the thing, and he, too, has been communicating with me. What are we going to do about the trafficking? I don't know, because the social services, DSS, the military, and everybody is in bed with everybody. And because of what happened to my child back in the day, Shannon, this is why I feel that it is my purpose in this life to be one that is doing something if nothing but bringing it to light because people if we don't get back to the nature if we don't get back to the earth we're going to lose everything and they're killed they're wanting to kill the elders off the medicine elders they're working on that real hard that's it thank you thank you deep breath sister and um, this, what what you're saying is basically this thing is more complicated than we know. And I want to play for you just to show how complicated it is, because uh, Francis, Sister Francis said, uh, I mean, let me let me just bring out some more comments. Mama Az has had a very interesting encounter in her part of the world that makes her know how complicated this trafficking thing is. And I'm going to play for you a video I saw today that just blew my mind about who's involved in the Sound of Freedom, because you would have thought everybody in this project was just holier than thou and helping and wanting to do, man, there's some little little things coming up, red flags. But so far, let me just say um, thank you, Facebook friends, for uh, coming in. And uh, we've got uh, my sister Zelda of Monday Morning Mindfulness says, when alcohol became legal, it benefited those who sold it. Those who drink are the ones who suffer. And that's why on Friday I brought out the conscious alcohol drinking. Most of the alcohol being sold is absolutely what Zelda points out, is profiting the manufacturers, the corporations. But when you look at red wine, for instance, there are more benefits to the body in red wine only. All those other alcoholic beverages, I have no idea how much damage they're doing more than anything. So uh, Francis Harris says, who all has seen Sounds of Freedom, an excellent film? Most people agree, but I'm going to play for you an audio that makes us question uh, the excellence of that film. And then um, Zelda says, wow, clicks to captivity. Awesome, Elder Baba Kwame. Thanks for sharing your expertise. And Olivia is with us. Thank you, Olivia, for joining us tonight. She says, question, what happens to the brain when a person with epilepsy is an alcoholic? I have no idea, but that sounds like a great uh, research question I'm sure we could find that out on YouTube. Unless Kwame has uh, any thoughts on that. Do you have any idea what happens to the brain when a person with epilepsy is an alcoholic? That's a question out there for anyone who might know the have the expert uh, answer. And then Zelda says, when you, 
uh, let me say, uh, let me see one more comment. May TMH shut the lying lips propaganda claim that predators are profiting from this film. Okay, so that's a quote for or a, or a comment from Francis. Kwame, you had a statement or a question or a comment? It was what, and, and what the clip that you played with the gentleman speaking about the different things that happens to the brain. And what happens, they said, when you get off of alcohol, you get tremors and DTs, and that's form of an epileptic fit. And that, that part of the brain has that, that activity just as a person that has the seizure. And what an alcoholic, and they, they, people that have, uh, have that disease do not, they're, they're told once they discover this that they can't drink alcohol because that's a trigger for them. And so what has to happen is is that those symptoms and, and that damage that's done to the brain and that part of the, the, the I'm trying to remember what, hypothalamus, it's, it's a part of the brain that, that deals with seizures, and, and that's the mm-hmm. part. Just as alcohol has a part, as, as most opioids and, and narcotics deal with the pineal, the thalamus, and that, the only one that deals with the whole brain is nicotine and caffeine. That's why it's so hard for a person that smokes or drinks a lot of coffee to get off of it because it's a stimulant that helps to slow them down because their mind is racing. That's what people with ADHD and, and has those type of, of active brains use that coffee and, and nicotine to calm their, their oh, i got to smoke because i, I got to calm my nerves. It's because that part of the brain that that, that has that reaction we haven't learned how to meditate or how to calm that part of the brain without using a stimulant and so that part of a person having seizures is a part of the brain that becomes overactive that causes the convulsions to happen that person goes into seizure same way that a person goes with dts or certain drug withdrawals especially heroin going into that withdrawal is almost like a seizure. And now we're seeing something that's really, really coming forward and we need to watch out for is if you ever watch a child, when you take that phone or game away from them, you watch the tantrum that comes and the reaction of anger and that rage that comes out of that person, even with grown people. When you see a person that can't find their phone or they didn't, they didn't broke their, their computer, they go into because the frequency of that that technology has implemented and addicted the brain to that certain frequency that that it's like an ad drug. It's an it's a frequency that 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 phone I mean that phone that iPad that computer has created a frequency to activate that part of the dopamine and those the, that's why TikTok is so addictive. It's because it's focused on that part of the brain that releases the dope, gives you that moment of pleasure by just swiping and looking, swiping and looking. It's like you're taking a spoonful of drug, you're taking another shot, you're taking another shot. And that's what's happening to this generation. Yes, yes. And and here's uh, another thought for you out there. Give a kid some Doritos. My my grandson uh, loves Doritos. His dad lets him have them too often, if you ask me. 
But I looked, my, my son had, my grandson had one of those tantrums you just talked about. And he has those sometimes when you take away his um, his tablet. And give put some Doritos on top of it where it totally disrupts their nervous system with all those food dyes and other drug chemicals in the Doritos. And they go off the rails. They just want to climb the climb the fence, escape, and they their their whole body goes into shock. So yeah, it, it's a, a serious situation that we have. Let me go three one two oh five nine seven five zero one. Hold on, five nine seven. Your mic is open, and then we're going to go right to the commercials. Okay, real quick. Hello, this is Kufi. How you guys doing? Great conversation. Go ahead, Kufi. Kufi, you want to uh, hold I just on? Hold, hold on, huh? and we're going to go to the sent the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456 and schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456. Tune in to Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hours. This is your time to learn strategies 
and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon.
but being outside, you know, I lived in the woods outside with the sun and and, and, and walking outside barefooted to charge myself. And when I came back in, I didn't want to play no video games. I didn't even want to watch TV. I just played my horn and did something creative. Nature always has the remedy if we apply it and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Very, uh, very. I'm going to say this here and I'll stop talking. <clears throat> One of the yeah. one of the worst things that I'm addicted to, not addicted to, but I, I really was frustrated, <clears throat> is commercials. Commercials just damage my brain when I hear yeah. them. You know, it's like, you know, and sometimes we just have to unplug. Ep- epilepsy can be cured. Mental illness can be cured. I cured this guy out mental. He was mentally ill. You know what I just did? Talk with him like he was a normal guy. And then a couple of weeks, his parents were like, he's normal. He's normal. He's normal. I said, yeah, because I talked to him like a regular person. You love. Know, that's, so. that's just love, I think. That's the key, loving and listening to others. Spending time with them, quality time with them. Thank you so much, uh, Kufi, for sharing that. I want to share with you uh, an audio or video uh, from uh, Brother Doug, who I follow sometimes on um, on YouTube because he's a minimalist, and he and his wife own a farm, and they have animals, and they do a lot of teaching about how to grow your own food, and so much more. And so they're very much out of the matrix there. If you want to find, talk, listen to someone who is not on in the matrix on, or in any shape or form. So he puts out this video, Why I Cannot Support the Sound of Freedom. I'm like, what, what? You know, I thought everybody was uh, supporting. So I want to just share a little bit of it. It's a long one, but I'm only going to share enough to give you some food for thought uh, on what he says, why you have to be careful about everything these days. So here's Hi, Fox 13 News has confirmed there is a criminal investigation into the Utah-based nonprofit Operation Underground Railroad. The organization works to rescue human trafficking victims around the world. If one thing I've learned over the last three years is trust but verify. Do not blindly accept anything that comes your way. Today we're going to talk about Tim Ballard and the Sounds of Freedom. It's pretty common knowledge that this movie was made over five years ago with the financing of Carlos Slim. Here's Tim Ballard telling you that right from his own mouth. Who's paying for this movie to come about? I think Jim. Aren't you putting it up? <laughs> it, it, a great group of people have come together um, uh, to, to, to invest in this in this production, uh, 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 some of them, the, the Carlos Slim family is, is, is involved really? from Mexico. And the Times is Carlos Slim. Now Carlos Slim, as you know, comes from Mexico. He's given many millions of dollars to the Clintons and their initiative. So Carlos Slim, largest owner of the paper from Mexico. Reporters at the New York Times. They're not journalists. They're corporate lobbyists for Carlos Slim and for Hillary Clinton. Who's Carlos Slim? Well, some say he's a Mexican drug lord. 
Some say he, he's, a, he's a human trafficker. I'm about to show you a video clip where a woman hysterically outside of a hotel in Mexico is yelling to help get people's attention to tell them that Carlos Slim has people in an underground bunker. And I will let you know that the police took and she was never heard from again. So now we got that out of the way. Tim Ballard admits Carlos Slim is the financier of the movie. Carlos Slim is in bed with the Clinton Foundation and the Clintons and with the Gates Foundation. The Clintons, believe it or not, are in on this stuff. During the five years, whistleblowers are coming in to Utah and they're telling the prosecuting attorney there where Tim Ballard's company is that he's fabricating a lot of his stuff, right? He's like basically lying so he can get more donations, okay? And so the prosecuting attorney is, is looking into Tim Ballard and his organization, and they're finding out that, you know, he is not, his company and him have not personally went in themselves for a raid. They're piggybacking in with other government agencies and then making it look like the Underground Railroad was in charge of the whole operation. Tonight, Fox 13 News has confirmed there is a criminal investigation into the Utah-based nonprofit Operation Underground Railroad. The organization works to rescue human trafficking victims around the world, including here in Utah. Fox 13 News investigative reporter Adam Herbetz joins us now with what we know so far. Adam. Yeah, Bob Kelly, because this is an ongoing criminal investigation, both sides are very limited in what they are saying. But Fox 13 News has learned that prosecutors are looking into several allegations. Now, Fox 13 News has learned the Davis County Attorney's Office has opened a criminal investigation into Operation Underground Railroad. According to Davis County Attorney Troy Rawlings, quote, We've received complaints and are in the process of reviewing those complaints to answer questions about the nonprofit. The Davis County Attorney's Office is also saying little about its case, but Fox 13 has learned County Attorney Troy Rollins posted a series of messages on his personal Instagram account last month. Quote, Please beware of any individual, entity, or organization who solicits your money and may be claiming credit for work to protect children that is actually done by our task force. They have had absolutely zero involvement in any of these arrests and successful prosecutions you see on display on the wall of shame in the Davis County Attorney's Office. According to public records, the nonprofit's revenue has more than tripled over a span of four years. Let's do it, man. 
We're gonna answer the controversial questions right now. Oh, there's some, there's some big ones. OUR posted this video online last week, which did not address the investigation. The sooner we answer these questions, the sooner we can all join together. Earlier today, we received this brief response from Operation Underground Railroad's legal counsel, Adam Becker, who says he spoke with the Davis County attorney today, who told him there is no investigation. We also reached out to the attorney general, Sean Reyes. His office says they aren't aware of any investigation, and he wouldn't comment, even if he was aware of one. Bob Kelly. So, Adam, is there an investigation going on then? Yeah, I mean, based on all of the documents we've received, based on the quotes we've heard from Troy Rawlings, the Davis County attorney, we firmly believe there is an investigation going on here. We cannot answer or speculate why OUR's attorney would send us a statement stating that there isn't one, but we're confident in our reporting, which is why we're here tonight. Adam, this is a bombshell of a story. Of course, that nonprofit, very well known here in Utah. Keep us updated. There's a lot of that stuff going on right now. You don't see what you see. You don't see the chemtrails in the sky. You don't smell burnt plastic when you're out doing your daily activities and your eyes are burning. Nothing to see here. It's just wildfires. Don't worry about that balloon. It's just a weather balloon. Nothing's going on here. <laughs> uh, all right. So bottom line is, He's under investigation. The movie's made five years ago. Carlos Slim finances the movie. Carlos Slim loves the Gates Foundation and he loves the Clinton Foundation. Now I want to back up just a little bit because I want to show you a video that I found with the Utah City Council members. This is awesome stuff, man. It, you, all this information is at the end of your fingertips. Like all you have to do is spend some time researching and doing your due diligence this is the information age. To a judge and get a that. Uh, maybe a homicide case, perhaps. But again, primarily the use of this software, as I understand it, is strictly children. And uh, that would be the SOP would be utilized for extrapolating this information from the cell phone. Okay, thank you. Councilmember Studley. Um, whenever I was reading through here, it doesn't say that that's all that it has to be used for. It said that that's what the recommended use is, that they wouldn't pull back their contract or funding or require the city to pay them back if they use it for something else. Um, you said that no. you, were, you guys were approached by this company. <clears throat> I just want to kind of read some information here. So in 2020, Tim Ballard. Uh, audio, but what she goes into basically is that the software that this policeman is pushing for trafficking actually does a whole lot more than what he's saying it's going to do. It's like AI on steroids, basically. And what ha what's happening uh, with uh, and this police officer, the, he goes on to explain how this police officer is really pushing this software, but this um, Utah City Councilwoman is asking questions because she discovered that it does a lot more than what he says it does. So this, that's why I wanted to share that with you. Um, I know that that has made it made a comment that um, that uh, that these are lying. The lips of lying propaganda claims by predators are profiting from this film. Of course, they're profiting from this film is what he's saying. 
like they're saying chemtrails are not a lot around and so much. Anyway, Kwame, you had a comment? Yeah, and I thank you for bringing that forward because, you know, this is something that has been going on since the time of the Catholic Church, and this is what was the motto for the Jesuit priests who are the, the the henchmen of the church, and you know what pedophilia is in that. And, the, and in the Jesuits' motto, it says, is that give me the child, and by seven I'll show you the man. Give me the child, and by seven I will show you the man. Because from zero to three, that's why we talk, talk about the terrible twos, you can program into a child those abilities that it's born with, or you can destroy that ability of what that child was was coming on this planet to do. These are the things in which the predatory people are doing, and when they're attacking the child, this is what they're looking at doing in their perversion, but what happens is, as the old saying goes, hurt people hurt people. And so when those young, those people that didn't get help and got hurt at an early age and they, they have a mixed message about their, their ability to supply that, that endorphin in their, in their brain to release that sexual energy, they look at children as being their, 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 their drink, their drug, or that part, or they, they traffic those people have those those just like going to a liquor store they have the the perverted stores that they sell you got little girls little boys you got black when you got hispanic you got Oreo. <clears throat> you have the variety of just like you doing to feed that addiction to feed that sickness and this is what we're looking at because this is what they're looking at because we as indigenous always say is that what you say or do should be for seven generations. Seven generations because when that child comes from that mother and when that child is beginning to grow, that child has the next generation in its body. And if it's traumatized and shocked and did whatever too, guess what's going to happen to those eggs and sperms they carry in that body? They're damaged. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we're in this very interesting information age where they're using information, even like the sounds of freedom, possibly in a way to profit the perpetrators. And it seems crazy, but as he said in that in that his investigation, Tim Ballard, who put this thing together, openly admits that this guy, Carlos Flam, who's a drug war lawyer in Mexico, is affiliated with Clinton and Bill Gates. Oh, red flags galore. You have to ask. Now we got to dig deeper. What's really behind this film? Because this film, what Sounds of Freedom did, it provoked emotion and tears and awareness, yes, but who doesn't know that uh, trafficking exists and, and the horror of it all? Who doesn't know that? But what this film did, it, it provoked some emotions around it. And like you're saying, Kwame, it's almost a distraction. And, and that the fact that they're pushing the software now to keep track of what? The activity and and actually put the names of kids in there and uh, who and more information 
And guess what? Data. Data is key these days to control everything. So I'm suspect. I don't even want to see this movie because, as I said, I already seen the movie in my head and what's going on and why and all that. So we, we as conscious individuals have to be more and more aware of what consciousness brings to the table. This is my, my promotion for the solution is consciousness, number one, in nature, realizing the power that nature has to heal and the spiritual battle that we're in. It demands that we have a strong spiritual military, first and foremost in our bodies with our gut microbiome because, again, when you're doing alcohol and drugs, your brain is not functioning properly. Your brain can't even discern what's right and wrong half the time. And most of the people in my life, my family and all who are drinking alcohol on a regular basis are what I call unconscious. So here's a little clip about, uh, I think it's six levels of consciousness. No, I don't want to play that. But are there any questions or comments? I I wanted to go back um, to a comment. Go ahead. Okay. And and the thing that, that I discovered after being treated and, and really getting back into myself was that everything that I used to use, drugs and alcohol, to feel a certain way, I could do it and even feel better with it, being in nature and doing things with a people and knowing what I'm doing and don't have to try to figure out what I did to who I did it to. The part of it is is that you have that, that spiritual connection which is like a spiritual high. It's like a, I think I heard you say it once when you were on the beach and you, you saw a sunrise or something, you felt like an orgasm. That's something that you can have without having the drug, and your body can naturally give you those endorphins and those energies that's in your brain and in your neural system that will give you that elation that no drug can give you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And Olivia Mazion says, thank you, Brother Kwame, uh, for that uh, information and knowledge on uh, seizures. And we're going to go take one last break. And and Frances has a a personal testimony about when she was in her 20s, her boyfriend was epileptic and thought alcohol helped with preventing having seizures. But this is the consequence of that thought and that belief. He then became so depressed that he committed suicide. And for me, watching my mother and her alcoholic uh, state for many, many years, it was a slow suicide because she eventually developed liver cancer and her death uh, came after some suffering, quite a bit of suffering from that liver cancer. So uh, thank you, Francis, for sharing that. And that's the reality we live in. And as Kwame said, once you make the decision to free yourself from the drugs and the alcohol, you wake up to the reality of nature being the best drug on the planet. Thank you, uh, Brother Kwame. Naima is going to play our last commercials, and so hang in there. Uh, We're going to do a meditation before we leave to bring us to that awareness of nature being the best drug on the planet. Thank you, Naima. 
Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash TheMediaConnectionTV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the Media Connection. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Tuesdays at 12 noon on Cable TV Channel 19 in Chicago. and other cities, check your local cable listings. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness sessions on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. Plenty of time to talk to her. 
thank you, Kwame. Five six one five three six. Your mic is open. I believe that's Beth. I guess. Thank you. Hi. I, I, Welcome. I to, thank you. I know it's been a while. I didn't even have the phone company that would allow me to call in. So grateful to be on again. <clears throat> but um, yeah. So what I wanted to say. When I made that comment about the sound of freedom, you know, that, you know, we would look to the most high, that there would not be any profit from predators. Because even in calling the human trafficking hotline, like, you know, years ago when I was active as a child advocate, we knew that they had already infiltrated the hotline. So what I'm saying is we're just praying that their efforts are not profitable. But, yes, all of these organizations, they get infiltrated by the predators. We were aware of that. We were aware of Jeffrey Epstein years before he actually uh, was then, you know, pursued, arrested, and, you know, was going to stand trial finally after he got away with it the first time he stood trial. So we were on top of it. And when I went to that movie, I was with two ministers, and we were prayerful before going and and the, during the time there. Even in the midst of all the darkness, we still have the work to do. It doesn't mean that we're not going to confront those people and that they're not going to try to um, weaken any efforts. Of course they do, but we will stand firm and they will be exposed. And, and I thank you know that I'm no longer active as most of the advocates who worked with me during that time. We don't have that network uh, because there were a lot of issues with uh, being told it's not a type of ministry that you can stay in for very long without having some type of crisis happen because it's, it's a lot that is dealing with your psyche and your physical body to constantly be involved with that. So the person who was my mentor stepped down and warned those activists and advocates during that time. And I can tell you that the ones that I knew at that time, we were told to pass that baton because the guys, the women, yeah, they they were having some very critical health issues. And as you know, what I went through. So now my network is just um, in the arts. As Fran, faith-rooted artist, I no longer have the Green Tree Network, which was the part that was involved with raising awareness about trafficking. So you said you saw the movie recently with two other ministers? Yes, I did. And what was your reaction? I saw it over um, Independence Weekend. Because that's when mm-hmm. it came out, right? Okay. Well, we all thought it was excellent, and we, you know, said we would continue to 
hopefully spread the word and raise awareness. As I'm not sure if you know, but you could have just registered for a free ticket. That's what they were doing because they wanted to get the word out. They wanted, and yes, we are aware of what's going on, but what happens is in our busyness of life, we kind of not be all that conscious about even like the dark, the world, you know, like, you know, dark web and the things that are happening. We're not moving in life like that. So sometimes, yes, you have to be reminded. Well, I don't, yeah, I agree with you. Um, You know, when I first heard about the movie, I thought it was a great way to, again, bring awareness to it. That was the main goal or intention, I think, uh, from the people who put this movie together. But when you realize who's funding it, there's got to be another motive behind that when they're affiliated with people like the Clintons and Gates and and uh, because there's no good coming out of those groups, in my opinion. Uh, but I'm glad that you um, are able to have an opinion about it that may help people be more enlightened and educated, no matter mm-hmm. what the motive behind it that you want to bring to them your reaction or your response to the movie as one of let's get keep just stay together on this issue. Let's keep uh, working together to uh, to remove this uh, this evil element from our society. All right. So uh, yeah. thank you. That's what we have to do. Uh, you know, even uh, I I heard Kwame mention the Catholic Church, or even the Catholic yeah. Church. They have organizations combating, you know, what is happening with the priesthood because this didn't just occur last century. It had been going on for centuries. So right, we have to right. Yes, everything has been infiltrated. Our government, they, they were, what the Catholic Church, as you heard, that's what they were doing right there in Washington, you know, with yeah. all kinds of dollars. So we are aware of that. But we we can't take down. We are aware of what's going on in the world. We just can't take down, though. We have to continue regardless. Because if we don't, well, yeah, yeah. What, what yeah. is going to happen with the over 3 million enslaved children? Yes. Yeah. So unity is the key, and and if you get nothing out of else out of that movie, as as Beth points out, it's a call for unity, to uh, work against or work for peace, work for love, work for compassion, and work for healing. So let's mm-hmm. do a little meditation before we go to remind us of how powerful we really are. Let us just close out receiving to these.
Eve every day. I am love. I am forgiveness. Those words after the great I am will bring you to a new level of vibration and energy, and those around you will eventually feel that energy, and you can transform a family, a neighborhood, and the whole planet. So let us join together each and every day with those thoughts. Thank you so much for being here with me tonight to bring forth this truth and to share it with others, if you can, on how we are going to change the world and bring about more peace, joy, and love. So everybody have a good week. See you tomorrow morning with some breathing in and out with Zelda on Monday morning mindfulness. And we're going to say thank you to our global... show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujun, France, Merci. Spain, gracias. Italy, gracias. Egypt, shukran. Ghana, medasi. Nigeria, eshe. South Africa, Gabonga. Senegal, Jared. Kenya, asante. Israel, toda. Pakistan, shukriya. Afghanistan. Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessing. And to all my yogi friends out there, God nam, namaste. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.